Okay, let's get started with our discussion of Parshas Vayera, Tafshin Ayin Aleph. Tafshin Ayin Aleph. Start off with, obviously, the first uh, story in the Parsha, all about Avraham and the Malachim. Avraham at the doorway, Hashem makes it very hot. And we have many, many psukim going through a very detailed story. Pasuk Beis, Vayisei Navayar, he sees three men, and he runs to them, don't pass by. Pasuk Dalid, Yukach Nomat Maim, Raglechem, here, have some water, wash your feet, Vishanu have get a little shade, Ve'echa Paslechem, maybe it's uh, fortuitous that today's heat, you know, and discussing the heat of the Kodesh Baruch Hu made, made it very hot, but uh, it's uh, appropriate for Pasha's Vayera. I'll make some bread, and then you'll pass by. And the Torah delineates every single activity, every action that Avram Avinu did. and goes to Mari quickly, make the bread. Avram ran to the cattle. takes butter and milk. Oh, the whole meal. So many psukim, so many psukim describing what Avraham did for these malachim. There are so many parshios in the Torah. There are so many halachas that are hinted to, that we have a remez to. The Torah doesn't even fit to write a whole word or a line about it. And yet this entire entire story with Avraham Avinu, in full detail... Similar to what will happen in a couple of weeks, Chazal pick up on in the Parshas Chayasara, more than 60 psukim about the story between Eliezer and, and, uh, and finding a wife for, for Yitzchak. But ask Rav Yeruchim, we're going to start off tonight with two Rav Yeruchims, why such detail? What was so significant about this story about Avraham and the angels? Ask Rav Yeruchim in source number one. He'ericha ha-Torah b'parsha shlema al kol pratu prat. The Torah went in every single detail. Every movement that Avra made, he hurried, he got up. Sorry, do this. He ran. Everything. He nay. Rav Yerucham gives a mashal. We're going to have a few mashalim tonight. Rav Yerucham gives a mashal. He nay echad she yarish bayis. Ein lo harbi laharich ulasaper. Ela achaz yagivanu yeshli bayis v'chasal. Let's see somebody gets a house somehow. Somebody yarshins a house. Somebody says, oh, I heard you got a house. So you know what he says? Yeah, I got a house. That's what he would, he would answer. Chasal, chasal, from the chasal seed Pesach. Right, finished. So, oh, you, you bought a, I bought a house. Yeah, I bought a house. That's it. Let's say somebody built a house. Let's say somebody went through the hardships of building a house. He asked them, I heard you bought a house. What would the answer be? Yeah, I, the, the kitchen was this, and, and you should buying the this, and I couldn't find this piece. I had to go to six stores, and then the upstairs. I didn't even get to that yet. Every single detail. Somebody builds the house. Doesn't just say, oh, I build the house. No. Hukfar yefarit yesaper mikol davar v'davar shehisrachisho. He will explain every detail. You better sit down. It's a long story. I bought the plot, and then I got the materials, and the walls, He'll go from A to Z. Why? Because when a person does it themselves, if I build something, it's much more meaningful to me. Every single detail about what I build. I didn't just buy it. I didn't just get it. Says of Yeruchim, the actions of tzaddikim are buildings. They are building their legacy. Every tzaddik builds their legacy with every action that they do. As we say every week, Altikrei Bonayich Elabanayich. Right, Bonayich, builder sons, Yish Binyan Yesh Banaut. When you're building something, everything is special. And every detail is unique. Every detail completes the picture. What is he building here? Avram is building an act of chesed. He's building his legacy forever. Everything. Because every detail, part of it, goes into it. 
as the Gemara says in the beginning of Brachas, he quotes, Agra de Pirka Riata. Besides the schar of being at a shear, but Agra de Pirka, the schar of going to a shear, Riata is running to the shear. It's everything, every detail involved. Igra de Kaladukha, right? The Igra, the schar of being at a, a very crowded shear is, is pushing in. Pushing in, right? You speak to people, anybody who was at Kevarachal two days ago. On the other side, it's like, you have to talk about the Vili. I had to wait three hours. You pushed, you shut. But that's part of the experience. When it comes to a building, every section is another chalik. The running, the learning, the chulu. Says of Yerucham, that's Avram Avinu. And that's each of us. Avraham, maybe more than any of the other personalities in Tanakh, even of the other Avos, is the model, is the prototype for us being that he was the first Jew. And being the first Jew, he set the stage for all of history. Avraham built in his life, and we, each of us, have to build in our lives and have to have the attitude that every detail of everything we do is important as well because it's going to be written in our Torah. A connected idea, but really a separate one. Rav Yeruchim comments on a Rashi. A couple of sukim in. The Echo Pas Lechem, Pasuk Avram says, I'm going to take some bread, and you shall satiate your hearts. Then you'll go. Eat something and then you'll leave. And then the Torah writes a phrase. Ki al avartem al Because, therefore, you pass by your servants. Difficult phrase to translate. Ki al avartem al What does that mean? So Rashi says, Ki al avartem, Ki hadavar hazeh, because it's about this thing that I'm asking you. Since you pass by me in my honor. Again, Rashi says, Because you pass by your servant. What is Rashi getting at? What does it mean? Take this, take this food and then go because you did something for me. What is Rashi driving at? Says Rav Yerucha. Second line in second source. The Gemara Kiddushin Daf Zayin. There's a Gemara in the first parak of Maseches Kiddushin. We know the halacha is that in order to have Kiddushin, the first stage of a Jewish marriage, Kiddushin is sometimes mistranslated as halachic engagement. It's not engagement. Kiddushin is the first stage of a Jewish marriage. A woman is an anxious ish after Kiddushin. So we know that a man has to give a woman something of value. The minhag today is to give a ring. But that's only in Ashkenazic circles. Like I mentioned in the past, I was uh, um, eight Kiddushin one, at, uh, a number of years ago at my Sephardi roommate's wedding, and he put a coin into her hand. So you can use a potato. You can use anything. You just have to use something of value. I wouldn't suggest using a potato. But, you know, you can use really uh, anything you want. So we know a man has to give a woman something of value. Says the Gemara, Amru Isha Sha'amru La'adam Chashuv. What if a woman goes over to a very hush of man? There's somebody that's extremely special in the world. And she says, Hey, Lachmana, here, take something of mine. She gives him something. It's a good marriage. Why? What did he give her? He, the fact that he accepted her present was such an act of chashivas. You accepted my present? Wow, you know what you just gave me? He gave her a, a hachshava. He gave her such such a, it's an intangible. But if an Adam Chashiv accepts something from me, that he really gave me something. So the Gemara says, Mekudash is why. With that pleasure that he accepts the present from her, Gomro Makbile Nafsha. She feels so good about getting that that she says, okay, I'm willing to get married for that. Mekudashis. I got something. I got something. What does that Gemara highlight? It's not always clear who is the giver and who is the receiver. In that case in the Gemara, did the Adam Chashuv get or give? He physically got, but halachically, he gave. So it's not always clear. Who, who would say that he's an Adam Chashuv? 
Hine be'ini bal gaiva hakol b'fanav k'klipas hashum to a bal gaiva to somebody who is very haughty. Everybody besides him is literally like the peel of an onion. He's the main. He's the main thing, the main center, and everybody else surrounds him. The world surrounds. The world revolves around me. The other rabbi is hakol mafkes. He pushes everybody down. Uvavadi kilo yachshavim. The isha anav, a humble person, nafochu. Everybody is chashuv. Es hakol machabidu manasei. When by an ish anav, that it, he he's, he gets everything. Everything is that he's getting. In Balgaiva, says Rabbi Yerucham, what are they giving me? He holds himself above everybody. So it's not always clear who is the giver and who's the receiver. Says Rabbi Yerucham, finishing, and then he'll come to the pshat of Rashi, which we haven't gotten to yet. Line eleven. Hine kishayavo et slainu hachafetz chayim kaorech lalun. Imagine if the chafetz chayim was going to be our guest for Shabbos. Imagine. Imagine what our week would be like. Imagine what the night would be like. Imagine the Shabbos. Would it be hard to go shopping that week? Would it be hard to spend the most money on the most expensive items? Would it be hard at all? The table would be set by Wednesday. Right? We'd take off from work on Friday. Just to, it, Nothing would be hard. The Chavetz Chaim is coming to me. Am I giving him anything? Is the Chavetz Chaim getting anything out of the deal? Maybe he thinks so, but I know that's not true. I know that if Chavetz Chaim comes to me, I'm getting. It's all me. Even if the Chavetz Chaim takes something... It's because he's taking something of mine. He's the Adam Chashu, Murgeshes Lanu, Kamosha, who I know Lanu. He's really giving me. And really, we are the acceptors. Says Rev Yerucham, in Avram Avinu's eyes, every guest was the Chafetz Chaim. Every guest to Avram Avinu, every Oreach, every. Who's he dealing with here? A bunch of Arabs passing through the desert. Who's he dealing with? Every guest was a chance to be mechabi the Chafetz Chaim. So to Avram Avinu, it was no give, he wasn't giving anything. And therefore, he ran to them, line 18, Everybody that comes to my, you came to my house? Thank you. Thank you. Imagine, I mean, just put it into our words. Imagine if Rav Chaim Kanievsky walked into our door. Oh! We'd stop the shear, we'd get up. What? What? Right? Lahavdil, ask any little kid that if their sports fit, their biggest sports star walks into the door, forget it. Oh, thank you so much. What are they saying thank you for? He didn't do anything. He can't, I'm, I'm, I'm being giving, he's in my house. The answer is no. Because sometimes it doesn't look like a giving, but it really is a giving. Says, the Rav Yeruchim, that's the Pshad of Rashi. What does Rashi say? Because you came lichvodi. Really, it's all lichvodi. It was for me. Please don't pass by. You're giving me so much. The message being, again, connecting it to the first point, every little act of Avraham Avinu was chashev. Specifically, Hachanas' Archim, which he is known for. But the message that we have to take out of it is, every guest for us has to be like the Chafetz Chaim. Nothing is a burden, Nothing is something that we don't want to do. It's all the Chafetz Chaim. And these were complete strangers. I once heard someone give a shir about Hafez Archim, and they said, what do we usually have? We have our good friends. Is that really an oreaf? They're always in our house. We have to have people that aren't usually, the people that we aren't so close with. People who are close with, okay, they don't need that. But an oreaf, that's somebody who, who really needs us. Avram Avinu didn't know these people too well. But he treated them like the Chafetz Chaim. Ki al it's all lichvodi. Good. Moving right along, we get to the story of Sodom. Perak Yudches. Perak Yudches. No, not Perak Yudches. Next Perak. Um, yeah, towards the end of your... Continuing Perak Yudches. Avravinu says, you can't do it. You got to save the city. Pasuk Chavdalet. Perak Yudches, Pasuk Chavdalet. Avraham starts bargaining. The original Hansler, if we could say, was Avramavinu. Right, we say, where, where, where do we get it to, to, to try to get to make a good deal? Come back to Avram Avinu. Come on, God. Come on. 50, 40, 30. Right, originally, he's trying to make a good deal. Ends up, 
You know, it was a deal that Kaddish Baruch Hu couldn't give. But many Mepharshim point out in Pazach of Dalin, maybe there'll fifty people, fifty people in the city. What's Besocha ear? What are those two words teaching me? Maybe there are fifty people in the city. Of course, in the city, where else would they be? We're talking about stone. Maybe there are fifty tzaddikim. Maybe there are, you know, less. Only five less. What about forty, thirty? What are those two words teaching me? So there's one famous pshat and there's one not so famous pshat. Says the Azayim Latora or Saratskin, who we've gotten to gotten to know a little bit the past couple of weeks. Source number three. What are those two words teaching me? Mipnei. The Zayim says something here that harkens back to a thought that he himself said two weeks ago, which we'll remind ourselves of. Sometimes you could have a tzaddik that's in the city, but he's not in the city. You could have a tzaddik who minds their own business. A tzaddik who's not interested in influencing others. A tzaddik who is influ- interested only in their own ruchnius, in their own avodah Hashem. But it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what my neighbor's doing. No, everything else could, could uh, do whatever they want, but I'm okay. Says Rav Saratzke, They stay in the base medrash, they say, they don't want to be mashpia. Tzaddikim Tzaddikim like this do not want to influence. They won't try to influence them. So Avram was saying, Are there chamishim tzaddikim b'socha'ir? Because if they're b'socha'ir, if they were trying to help, if they were trying to be a mashpia, and they were just, other people were just too stubborn, but at least they were b'socha'ir. They tried to make it better. You can't destroy because of that, Avram Avinu. Said to Hashem. Because that's what a tzaddik has to be. Obviously, for having strength of themselves, but then going out and being mashpia. If you remember what the Zayn Latorah said a few weeks ago about the difference between Avraham and Noah, right? Noah, or Noah started at Ish Sadik Tamim, and then it was Ish Sadik. So Tamim, he said, it was just uh, boxed off. Ish Sadik said Rav Sarasq is a higher level when you try to go out and influence. But that is one shot that he says. Maybe there are 50 Betoch here, and it ended up that there weren't. There wasn't. Kaddish Baruch said there weren't, and therefore he had to destroy but there's a second shot. A second shot. Says of Saratskin, how does one define Sadik in Russia? Sadik for Russia, second column, Adam, Sadik in Russia depends on who's talking and who you're talking about. And he quotes two stories that happened to him. One time I was on the train with a bunch of people who were not. Shomri Torah Umitzvos. So on the train once, Saraskin didn't live uh, 500 years ago. Right? His, his, his great grandchildren, I think, are alive today. Right? So right there, streets in Yerushalayim named after him. Zalman Saraskin. Right? That doesn't prove anything. But uh, so says the he says when I was on a train, misparim lefnechadayrehem, and some of them were were bragging to their friends. Shebiyomakipurim holchu el marzech nachri va'achlu v'shasu v'saku b'klafim. You know what we did on Yom Kippur? We went and played cards, and we ate treif. They were bragging one to the other. Oh, who went with you? Who was there? That's a great gossip. Right? Who was there? And Rav Zeratkin is sitting in the next seat of the train, and he's hey, listening to this conversation. Did Yasala go too? They asked about a specific person. Did he go? And they answered, Plony? No, no, no. He thought it was too much. What we were doing. He didn't go to, he was a Sadiq. He didn't go today. So I thought about that story and I said, They called him a Sadiq because he wouldn't go and play cards and eat trape on Yom Kippur? That's a Sadiq? Depends who's talking. You can have a Sadiq of the people on the train. Right, that's one type of tzaddik. The whole year, every other day besides Yom Kippur. Right, it's like, I mean, Baruch Hashem, it's fine, but Lahavda, like, he doesn't play play baseball on Yom Kippur. It's wonderful, but it's like, what about every other Shabbos of the year? 
Right? So, but again, it's, it's a similar. Is he, is he a, a Godol Hador? It's wonderful that a person doesn't do that. But is he a Godol Hador? No, it's all relative. Mikivan, Sheinen, or Rosel, Shtati, Vyamah, Besuda, Vyamah Kadosh, he's a Sadik. That's one story. And then he says, another story. I was one time in a certain yeshiva, Bikarti Vishiva Yaduva, Vishalti Abacharechad, Mativo. And I asked about a certain boy, maybe somebody in his community, you know, was looking into the Shidduch, and he went to ask in the yeshiva, you know, what's he like? He's not the greatest Bachar. He's not the greatest guy. Shazi Lepratim, I asked, what do you mean? I, I need to know Lamaisa. He likes to read the newspaper. So he's, he's, he's not such a, you know. So I said to myself, says Rav Sarotskin, you have a tzaddik from the train and a Russia in the yeshiva. So you have tzaddik in Russia? Depends who, depends who you ask. It depends who's talking, and it depends what group you're talking about. Line 14, who are davar shiramarna? That's exactly my point, says Rav Sarotskin. Sheyesh Russia bimkomo, vehut tzaddik bimakom acher. You could have a Russia who's a Russia here, there's going to be a tzaddik there, and vice versa. Depends on the surroundings, depends on the context. So now we get back to Avram Avinu, 16. Avraham, he knew there weren't such great tzaddikim in stone. He knew that. He knew he couldn't ask for a tzaddik because it wasn't going to happen. So Avraham was trying to play, you know, play the game, the train game. HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ha'af tisbet tzaddik in Russia. What kind of tzaddik? Are they ulay yish chamitshim tzaddikim? Besoch ha'ir. Are there 50 tzaddikim in the city? Meaning... For the city standards, are there 50 trained tzaddikim there? That's the besochair. Lo kivan tzaddik mamish tzaddik v'chol makom. Misha z'chuyosa merubas al-vonosa. No, he knew he wouldn't get that. Tzaddikim al-pi ashkafazanshi stone. Are there any tzaddikim? Who's a tzaddik? Says of Saratskin. Maybe there's one guy. We know the Gemara Sanhedrin says, what happened? They used to have a certain type of bed in stone that they put all guests in. And if you were too tall, they chopped off your legs. And if you were too short, they stretched you out. You had to be fit perfectly into the bed. That's the chesed that they did in stone. Right? That was stone. You think about the Lord, literally. So what if there was one guy in stone that one time, the leg, you know, if you squeeze him in there, you can fit into the bed. Okay, fine, let him. Don't chop it off today. Grace at Sadik. That's the Sadik and stone we're talking about. The tzaddik besochayir. Avram says maybe there's a guy like that. Maybe there's a guy who has some. some, some he's a tzaddik there. But obviously there wasn't even that. He doesn't finish the thought, but he got to know. So there wasn't even, according to this pshat, a tzaddik besochayir, and that's why stone had to be destroyed. So besochayir, either a tzaddik besochayir, that's the more well-known pshat, and then Rav Sarasim's pshat about the subjectiveness of definitions and of names. Moving right along. Avram Avinu is still bargaining. Kodesh Baruch Hu, please, you got to listen to me. And we have the phrase that we spoke about two weeks ago, two years ago, Pasuk Chavzayin, Vayan Avram Vayomar. Avram says, after getting 50. So he says, I've just started, but Hashem, you have to forgive me, I'm going to keep talking. I'm nothing. I'm dirt and ashes. I'm dirt and ashes. I'm nothing. And then he keeps bargaining. What is the message of Anochi Afar Va'efer? Dirt and ashes. So either last year or two years ago, I don't remember, we discussed the Beis HaLevi on the Afar Va'efer. You can review that beautiful thought of the Beis HaLevi. It says in the Otsras HaTorah, another pshat from the Dubna Magid. Afar Va'efer. What is that meant to teach us? Especially in light of the Gemara. The Gemara tells us in line one, in source five, Amarava. As a reward that Avram said, I'm like dirt and ashes, his children were zochet to two special mitzvos later in history. Afer para, the ashes of the para aduma, which are used to purify someone, the upper sota, and the dirt of this, of the, that's put into the mixture that's, that's given to a sota. So the, the ashes and the dirt that Avram called himself turned into mitzvos later on. So what's the Midah connected Midah here? So again, the Beis HaLevi had one shot, the Dubna Magad has another. Says the Dubna Magad, a marshal. 
Usher nichbar asamishta gado biyom chasunas beno. Person makes a wedding. Person makes a wedding. The husband and Hashem rabbi minichbar demani invited many many guests. Umi bein hakruim haya adam gado b'tar v'chachma. He had an unbelievable great tzaddik came to the wedding. Nakiv v'tzaddik v'nesupanim a great tzaddik who often also happened to be very very humble. Very humble. Vimzos anavishal barach. Ubavala beis hamishti. He comes to the wedding. He comes to the wedding, he checks his place card. The place card says, Deus. He says, no way. I'm sitting on the Deus. He walks in, they try to be mechabidim. He says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not. And he goes to the farthest corner of the, and he sits on the table. I'll sit here. That's what he does. So the Basimcha doesn't know what to do. This is the God of Adar. He's sitting in the corner there. I don't know what to do. He goes over to him. He tries to convince him. He tries to tell him, "You gotta come. You gotta come." He doesn't move. So the Baal Simcha only has one choice. He tells all the other people at the dais, "Follow me," and they all go and sit at the table in the corner. But Makam She Anav Bo in the place where he is, they move the dais. The Anav isn't moving, so we move to the Anav. Line eight. Shina kolseder yeshiva zarchav. He changes everything around. Vahoshav liad oso adam is kolan hashem anechmadim. He's not moving, so he moved them to him. Says the otzras hatara b'shein the dubna magen. Says the dubna magen. What did Avram say? I'm dirt. I'm ashes. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "What humility!" But you know what? I'm going to give significance now to ashes and to dirt. I'm going to make them special. You think you're going to hide in the corner and you're going to be a nothing? I'm going to take your dirt and make it into a mitzvah. I'm going to take your ashes and make it into a mitzvah. Afar of the Sota and Afar of the Parahaduma. Last line. Doesn't matter where you're sitting. Wherever a special person is, Machabedas Makomo. That makom is special. That's why we mentioned in the past, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is called Hamakom. Hamakom, because Hakadosh Baruch Hu makes every place special in the world. Every place is special. Good. So stone is destroyed, and we continue. And for the second time in two weeks, Avram Avinu goes to a foreign land. Here he doesn't go to Mitzrayim. He goes to a foreign section of the land. He goes to um, the land of Avimelech, and. Perachaf, and he goes to Grar, and again, Sarah, lot, well, he lies and says, Sarah is my sister, and the whole story unfolds, and he gets sick, why didn't you tell me? So what does Avram reply when he says, why didn't you tell me? So Avram says, Because I said, only, there's no Yiras Elohim here. Baharaguni, you're going to kill me. A question that we won't deal with is, so Avram was worried about what? He says, they might want my wife, so they'll kill me. What? They, they wouldn't, they would never be Mazana with Aisha Zish, but they'll commit murder. All right, so that's a question that I'm going to deal with, not for now. But let's just talk about the Pasuk. I, I didn't see it. There was no Yerushalayim here. What's the rock? Rock in Yerushalayim. Only, as if there's, there are other things, but... There's no Yerushalayim. Rock in Yerushalayim. Says the Malbim. This is a take-home Malbim. Says the Malbim. Source 6. Vayomer Avraham ki amati rock in Yerushalayim. Hodiyelo. Shegam imnira ish o'am shehu filosof gadol. Even if I see a person or a nation... That is very philosophical. And they've made rules and laws and nimusim and manners. They hear and they have accustomed themselves to being involved in midos tovos. And he does mishpat and he does staka. In other words. If I meet somebody with men, I need a nation or a person. Very well-mannered, very proper, very minumas, says the Malbim. If it's not based on Yerat Shamayim, if it's just based on what people accept, 
if it's just based on logic, you can't rely on it. You can't assume it's true and doesn't go to their core. The second that the taiva comes to do ra, the seichel, the manners will go to the side or they'll be warped and then you won't be able to trust anything. Middle of the next line. There's only one mida that we could trust in. Inside. Only if it's based on that, then you have nothing to worry about. Says Avram Avinu, I came to Gerar. Everybody was very proper. Everybody was very minumas. Everybody had derech eretz. Everybody was perfect. But Avram says, that doesn't matter. Rock, even if it's the only thing. Who knows what kind of animals this place could turn into? Who knows about this place? And therefore, I can't trust it. I can't trust it. The Malbim wrote this before World War II. The Malbim being one of the greats of the 1800s. Rabbi Fran quotes this Malbim in one of his books in source number seven. And he quotes that Rabbi Hanan quoted this Malbim before World War II. The implication of what Rabbi Hanan was saying were clear. Germany was a civilized country, but there was no fear of the Lord. Therefore, it was a dangerous place Anything could happen there. Not so, said some of the other rabbis, which we'll get, to, we'll get back to in a minute. Skip a couple of lines. Rabbi Ruvin Balka of Ottawa, Canada, recalls attending Cheder in Germany during Kristallnacht. One of the children ran into the classroom and informed the Rebbe that his house was on fire. The Rebbe called the police, the, the fire department. You have to put out the fire. We're sorry, said the fire chief, but we cannot put out the fire. It's against the law. It was now against the law to put out fires in Jewish homes. It was the law. Germany was a land of laws. That had not changed. Very de- munumas. There were rules. We follow the rules. But what kind of warped rules are there? Rock ein yiras After this point in Rabbi Friant, he quoted another story, which was then documented because I spoke to Rav Chaim Salvechik today in yeshiva, and he told me that his father of Aaron Salvechik told him this story because he was an eyewitness. Rav Aaron Salvechik, before he was in Briskin, Chicago, before he was in YU, he was a Rebbe in Chaim, Berlin. He gave the shear right under Rav Hutner. Rav Hutner, the Rosh Yeshiva, he gave the top shear, and Rav Aaron Salvechik gave the next shear, what Rav Chaim told me. He says, Rav Aaron said one time finished shear, and he went to sit in the base Madrash, and Rav Hutner was still giving shear there. And all of a sudden, the back of the door, base Madrash door, Opens up and somebody comes and starts screaming. I have to speak to the Rebbe. I have to speak to the Rebbe. That's screaming. And all of a sudden, I'm like, who is this guy? And they start, they're about to pounce on him. They're about to push him out of the base madrash. So Fernand says, no, 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 leave, leave him. I'll talk to him after, I'll talk to him after the shear. He finishes the shear. He goes over to the man in the back who had been screaming. And he says, what's, what's happening? What's happening? And um, there are two versions of the story. I'll say the Rabbi Fran version. The Rebbe puts, and the man says, you were right, you were right, you were right. And he says, what do you mean I was right? So, I know what you're talking about. But Rafunner says, come, come, come. And he puts out his hand to, to give him Shalom Aleichem, shake his hand, and he sees the man doesn't have a right hand. He says, what? He says, he says, you were right. Do you remember years ago in Slobodka? Rafunner was in Slobodka. Do you remember in Slobodka when there was a machlokas between the mashkiach and other people about whether the German people at root were fine people. Because every time they did something, this way Reviron said it, they always asked permission. I'm leaving now, okay? I'm leaving, okay? They always said okay before they leave. Okay, in, in German. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm coming now, okay? They always said it like that. As if they're asking permission. Are they fine? And there were those in the base letters that said, yeah, they were fine. They're fine people. They always look what they, what they do. And Rav Hutner, you said that, no, ain't your ass as they were shaving and chopping off my arm, the German said to me, I'm going to shave off your arm now, okay? Rav Aaron saw that story and told it to his son. He says, he says, you are right. I had to come tell you, Rav Hutner, that you were right. 
That's the Malbim. If it's not based on Yerushamayim, then it could just fall away when conditions change and when Taiva comes. Avram Avinu saw that. He saw through the Anshe Gror, as we always have to see through anyone around us. If it's not based on Yerushamayim, then it's not going to last. Okay. We continue. Perchav Aleph, Pasig Yud Dalad. Yud Aleph Yud Dalad. So we have the story of Yishmael. Yishmael, beloved by Avraham, we think. That's the simple reading of the text. It's fascinating that Avraham loved Yishmael and Yitzchak loved Esav. Topic of a separate shear. But we know Yishmael was there. He started to cause trouble. Hashem says, listen to your wife. Throw her, throw him out. So by asking Avraham, Avraham gets up early and he takes a little bread Imagine a beloved son, he has a fever, he's sick, and you're sending him out to the desert with basically nothing. Right? My wife says so. God says, listen to my wife. So I got to listen. And and he sends her out. He sends her out. Asks the Medrash. Source 8. Asks the Medrash. Line 4 in Teferah Shimshon. How is it possible? How is it possible? He was the Amud HaChesed. He spread Chesed throughout the world. How did he do it? You know what the Medrash answers? There's, there's, there's missing from the Pesukim. Once Sarah set the center out, and once this whole story started to unfold, Avram did more research. And he realized. He realized who Yishmael was. He realized. He realized, and therefore, Soneoto, says the Medrash. He started to hate him. Ezra Pincus. This Medrash has always bothered me. The Medrash says that when Avram threw Yishmael out, he finally came to the correct realization who Yishmael was, and therefore he hated him. But one second. Look further in the parsha, the beginning of the Akedah story. What does Akedah Baruch say to Avraham? Kachna es bincha es yechidcha asher ahavta es Yitzchak. What did Chazal say on that? Take your son. I have two sons. Es, es yechidcha, your only son. Oh, my, each one is an only son to their mother. Asher ahavta, I love both of them. Es Yitzchak. I thought the Medrash says he now he hated him. Says the Pincus, what happened? Avram threw him. The only way that Avram was able to throw him out was because he realized who he was. And he started hating him. So how is it possible that all of a sudden he doesn't understand what a Baruch wants from him? Line 10. has a fever. He says a man who, and all of a sudden, now he's, I'm Avram, I love both of them. How did the love come back? He hated him. So he gives a mashal of Yisrael Salanta. I want a tonight. There were two students in the yeshiva. Ha'echad hino bechira yeshiva tamechacha muflag hashosef bitzamei kamila b'devar rabbi rosh yeshiva. One of them was the Talmud of the yeshiva. He was the star. He was going to be the next rosh yeshiva. He was awesome. He was beloved to Hashem to everybody. Wonderful. And then there was a second Talmud, the son of the rosh yeshiva, who wasn't the greatest. He had some other interests. We're not saying this is true at all. We're just saying this is the mashal given. This would ever be true in any yeshiva. He was, he was, I discussed last week, para'adam. He's in the yeshiva, so he's not out on the street. And because of that, he has very strong love feelings for the first Talmud. He's very, he's very upset. He's very upset. He feels bitter, even, about the son that doesn't give him such nachas. 
one night, says if you saw Salanter, there was a fire in the Pnimiya. There was a fire in the dorm. There was a fire. And the Rosh Yeshiva hears about it and the Rosh Yeshiva runs into the Pnimiya and he goes to the dorm room. Who does he wake up first? Who does he wake up first? Says of Yisrael Salanter, with all his feelings that he has had for all these years, a father wakes up the son first. There's a deep-seated love that a father has for a son that can never be extinguished. And he wakes up his son first because that's his son. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Avram to send Yishmael out, he hated him. He hated his actions. He was that other child. But when it came down to it, when it came down to giving a life, Kachna is Bincha, they're both my sons. When it came down to it, the love of a father for a child can never be extinguished. It doesn't matter what type of matzav the father, the son is in or what the son is doing. That's a love for a father. And Amadeah, this is even reflected in Halacha. We know there's a halakha in Parshas Mishpatim. The Pazak tells us that if somebody is tunneling into my house, in Bamachteras, he might say, Aganav, I'm allowed to stand up in self-defense. Because I could assume that if he's coming to steal from me and he finds me, he's going to try to kill me so I can kill him first. The, the, the Pazak says, with one exception. There's one exception. The Torah says, if it's clear as day that he's not coming to kill you, then you're not allowed to kill him. Who is that? A father going into a son, son's house. A father stealing from a son. So even if the father is on such a level that he's stealing, he would never kill the son. That's halacha. And therefore the son's not allowed to kill him in self-defense. Because the love of a father can never be extinguished. The Bali Musr say, that's how Kaddish Baruch love for us. Avinu Malkeinu. That love can never be extinguished. That love is always there. And that's how, yes, he hated him when he threw him out, but when it came to, when it came to the to Mesira Snefesh, giving of a life, that love came back. Okay, two more points. Related to, as we get into it, Akedas Yitzhak. First thought is, from the Rinas Yitzhak, fitting, Rav Yitzhak Saratskin. We had before his uh, the Rav Zalman Saraskin, I think his father. Um, so now we have the Rinas Yitzchak. What does the Kaddish Baruch Hu say? Unbelievable diuk. Peracha Beis, Pasuk Yud Beis. What does Hashem say after, or the Malach say, after the Akedah? Vayomer, Pasuk Yud Beis. Al tishlach yadchel anar, v'ataslo mu'uma. Don't send your hand to the nar. Don't do anything to him. Don't touch him. Because now I know. You are a fear of God. You do not hold back your son, your only son, from me. None of the other Mepharshim point this out. Or not too many of them. You didn't hold back your son, your only son, from me. There's one phrase left out here. We just spoke about it. Who does Hashem command Avraham to bring up? As Binchas and after the Akedah, what does he say? Thank you for giving me your bincha, your yechidcha. doesn't say asher hafta. What happened? First of all, the ha'ara is amazing to catch that. Says the Rinas Yitzchak. This is the kasha of the Shev Shmaitza. Shev Shmaitza, the Baal Tzos HaChoshen in the Hakdamat in his Sefer, asked this kasha. Why before the Akedah does it say asher hafta, and afterwards not? So the Rinas Yitzchak quotes, Venera, line seven. He nebis on hedron da petas isa. The kasher amalo akadish baruchu kachna as bincha amale train bani yeshli. I have two sons. Es yechidcha, they're both yechidim. Asher ahavta, I love them both. Es yitzchak. What did Hashem mean when he finally said those two words? Es yitzchak. Venera, when he said that, the kasher amalo akadish baruchu as yitzchak. When Hashem finally gave it up, those two words. He wasn't just telling him, oh, which one? Yitzchak's the one. He wasn't just revealing to him which. He was stating a statement 
that was to determine destiny. He was stating a halachic statement. Avram, now let me explain to you. You only have one son. A which son do I mean? No. As With those two words he was saying, you only have one son, Avraham. It's not called his son. And you know what, says the Rinas Yitzchak? This made the Akeda an even harder Nisayim. Because if Avram had in the back of his mind, well, I have two kids, two boys. Okay, I have to kill this one. The other one will be good. The other one will carry on the family name. No, no, Hashem told him before the Akedah, you only have one son, and that's the one I'm telling you to take up to Haramoria. That's an Isaiah. His only son. If he has two, okay, I'll give one. Then the test, that test is, is much deeper. And if this is true, we understand now. Why does, why does it leave out the phrase after the Akedah? Because now he doesn't have to give details. Your son, your only son, period. doesn't say that one that you love. You don't need that anymore. Because you only have one son after the Akedah. It wasn't just the love that he had for him. He only had one son, and that was the one, that was his only son. So therefore, he didn't have to tell him any more details afterwards. Okay. One final thought. We've mentioned this, I don't think, in a Parsha Shear and other, other Shearim in the past, but it belongs here in Parsha's Vayera as well. End off with a Slan Amareb. Nesiva Shalom. You know, the Mishnah tells us in Perkyavos, he quotes at the beginning of 13, Asara Nisyonos Nisasa Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu had ten tests. The Ahmad Bekulam. Right, as we know, last week's Parsha, Rashi quotes Yitzchak. What does Yitzchak stand for? Ten te- Yud is ten tests, and Sadik is the age of Sarah, Ches is the, the, his days of Mila, and Kuf is the hundred years of Avraham. Interesting, though, what does Yud have to do with Yitzchak? Did Sadik, Ches, and Kuf all have to do with Yitzchak? What does the Yud have to do with Yitzchak? Yud has to do with Avraham. It was his ten tests. Unless the tenth test was the connection. The final test involved Yitzchak also, and that's, that's the connection between Avraham to Yitzchak, the start of making Yitzchak who he is, was the tenth test of Avraham. And that goes at the beginning of his name. Why wasn't he named Sachak? Right, that's what he was named. Should have been named Sachak. Doesn't sound as good. Right? But Sachak, because that's Tzchokli Asali Elokim. But he named Yitzchak maybe because that Yud was the segue. That tenth test of Avraham helped create and formulate the personality of Yitzchak, and then Yitzchak became who he was, but at the beginning he always says Avraham at that tenth test helped form him, but that's just an idea. Lahodia, anyway, back to us. So ten tests were in Pirkei, in Pirkei Avos listed that um, were tested, Avraham Avinu was tested, but Avraham and he withstood all of them, he passed all of them, Lahodia, Kamechibasa, Shalavim Avinu, How much Hashem loved Avraham? Two questions. Number one, Sarech Biur. Question one will be the same as the first question that we asked tonight. Why all the details? The first question we asked tonight. Why all the details by Avram Avinu with the The last question we're asking tonight. Why all the details with all the tests? Not all of them are in the Torah, but a lot of them are there. The famine and brismila, if that's a test, and akedas yitzchak and lech lecha. So many. What did you tell us all the tests for? So many details. Kamoshamanam Chazava, Yerabaretz, and his wife was taken. Vaishlachayavayavayikachasari takes his wife again. Why? Question one. What is the Torah trying to teach us by going through so many of the tests in Torah Shibachsav? Second question. We'll skip his second question. We'll go to the third question. Line 12. The Otsarach Biyakushas Maral, the Maral's question. Madua Rak Eitzel Avraham. 
Why are only Avraham's tests listed? What, the other of us didn't have tests? You still didn't have tests? Yaakov? So why Dafka Avraham's test? The Torah goes through in such detail. Why at all? And why Dafka him? So he quotes from the Ma'ari Naim. Next column. Every Jew has Asarinus Yonos. Every Jew has his ten tests. Every Jew carries a certain elevated job, shlichus, for that reason he came down to this world. What does it mean, ten tests? Ten tests means that we were all put into this life, into this world, to fulfill a mission, to fulfill a certain shlichus. And those tests are the challenges that we have that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us to be able to overcome them and then fulfill our shlichus. But every Jew has ten tests. And he even quotes, that's the language of the Ramban. The Ramban writes, Why did Hashem love Avraham? What was the godless of Avraham? The Ramban says, what was it? It was not. Turning the page. It was not because he did the entire Torah, which he did. You know why Avram was great, great? You know why God loved him? Not because he did the entire Torah, but he did his mission. He fulfilled his ten tests. Just doing the Torah doesn't reflect something. If you pass your test and fulfill our mission, so that's what a Kaddish Baruch wants. Each of us have a mission. Has a mission. Each of us has our, has our Sarnisionos. Whatever those challenges might be. Everybody has their own peckle that nobody else knows about. Every Jew has a Sarnisionos. Why only Avram listed? Because it's the first Jew, because it's every Jew. You don't have to list off the next Avos, because Avram set the stage. Every Jew has the challenges. And that's why he goes through prat and prat and prat. Maisa Avos Simon Labanim. Avram Avinu, as the first Jew, goes through all the Nisyonos. So too, every Jew has the Nisyonos. He says, line 8. It could be that a Jew could do all 613. It could be he's a wonderful person. He's done all the mitzvahs. But you didn't fulfill your tachlis. We have to try to fulfill our... Each person, each one of us has the specific potential and kochos that Kaddish Baruch Hu gave us. And we have to use it in our Asar Nisyonos. We have to use it in order to fulfill our shlichios and in that way gain the love of being a Ben Avraham. Magen Avraham. Bechachosmin. Chazal say. Right? We end off the bracha. Magen Avraham. We are his children. Let the Kaddish Baruch Hu give us the chachma and the koach to be able to pass our Asar Nisyonos. Okay, we'll stop here. Again, remember the uh, Sefer HaMitzvahs. We're in the, the second week, but all the Shirem are up. We're up to Mitzvah Zion every day. We mentioned 20 minutes of Mitzvah. Every day it's up on the OU.org website under Sefer HaMitzvahs. Feel free to join us. And the uh, Bezram will continue next week with Parshas Chayasar.